0: Hello, make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode. You rate and review my podcast if you like me. And you can follow me on Instagram. It's yeskingoliver. Tatty. bye. So um, I've been um, really starting to start starting to grow vegetables, right? And so I've got a uh, airing cupboard, and it's got chilies, garlic. It's got um, potato not potatoes. It's got avocado. It's got jalapenos. It's got a lemon. I went to the fridge yesterday, and at the bottom there was a swede, and so I've cut off the bottom of the swede where the roots are. I plonked it in water, put it on the windowsill. I've got an onion. Again, done the same thing. Chopped off the bottom of it, put it in water. And what is so incredible is Jack just something so simple like chopping off the bottom of anything literally and it will grow roots and it will sprout and you've got exactly the same thing again and going to the supermarket is just a waste of time especially when you think how fun it is watching it grow like seeing a sprout it's like oh my god it's not there and then a three weeks later oh my god there's a sprout and it's fucking blooms and it's just like wow so simple
1: i'm actually doing that with celery right now and Every spring and summer I garden. I'm very fortunate enough that I do have a bit of land. So last year, my partner and I built about, we built about, I think we have about eight raised beds right now. We're probably gonna build more, but like I love growing my own food. Like if you have the room, even if you have like a small like little backyard, you can still fit in like a small raised bed and grow a great variety of veggies for yourself. And that's just so satisfying.
0: Literally, people have a conservatory, right, or even just a massive window where there's just nothing on it, it's so simple. Chop off a bottom of a bottle, like a Coke bottle, chop it off, put some soil in it or some compost or whatever. Literally, go on a strawberry. I slice off part of the strawberry. I got a raspberry sliced off that. Put it in the soil and a, and a strawberry tree will grow, right? And you've got strawberries, literally, as long as you maintain it and water it, forever. And you never need to go to the shop. And there's things like specific potatoes, like we've got one called Mary Piper's. It's just like a specific brand, right? So if I'm chopping off a Mary Piper's potato, and all it is is just a man called Mary Piper, or his wife, and he's putting in his own soil. So what the fuck does it mean? It's still a potato. Anyway, so um, now that potato will literally grow loads of potatoes, and you never have to go to the shop again. And they just keep growing, because they just keep dividing like bulbs do, right? And yeah. they're so fresh. And putting it along the conservatory it's just one small pot with the chili in and then you've got mint and you've got coriander basil you know carrot if you've got space for carrots and it's just fun and it, you want some food you go to conservatory you pick something up and then before you know it you've had some mint for your tea next day it's growing back whereas if you go to the shop and you get one that's already like being broken apart it dies in the fridge after three days and it makes no sense why people buy already pre-chopped stuff it doesn't make any sense
1: yeah and also like when you're growing your own you know, you especially with lettuce and stuff too, you can just trim it and it'll keep growing and growing yeah. like the whole season, right? Same with kale, Swiss chard so many, so many things you can do that with. And you're eating like it's alive, right? And then when you go to the supermarket, you know, how long is up and sitting there? What did it get sprayed with and a bunch of other things? <laughs> and it's also like uh it's so rewarding to watch things grow. It's I don't know. There's something just so peaceful about it. And I think it's just great. And I think everyone should try. And some people are just like, oh no, I can't. Like, I'll just kill it. And it's like, you haven't even given it a shot, right? Just try it.
0: And that's the thing, how can you kill something that just requires literally water? Like all you're doing is chopping off the bottom of the lettuce, putting it in water, and it grows through. Like you might have to change the water, but a retard could change the water. So it's really, really simple. And then you have all this lettuce growing up from out the middle and it is amazing and um it actually teaches load of patience because we want things now we call up amazon it drops it off now but this lettuce literally might take three weeks to to start to grow but once it does start to grow it literally just doesn't stop it gets so big and it's like there's too much lettuce what do i do with it and it's just that's what you call abundance right you just have everything in abundance and it's it's healing and therapeutic because you realize that this is a a child and a dog and if you can't look after a plant don't get a dog and if you can't look after a dog don't have a kid because if you can't look after a plant for fuck's sake your child's gonna have a lot of problems in their life
1: i always thought that too you know like I, i i do find like a lot of people are like in a rush to like oh my god i'm running out of time i have to have a child and it's just like I don't know you know like have you done the other things in life that you want to do like are you able to take care of yourself you know and people are like oh I don't know like let me think about that
0: (laughs) yeah they just go into the pattern of what everyone else does and yeah life is about breeding there's no such thing as schools and going skateboarding going to the cinema because every other animal on this planet just just breeds and then you know they die or they might live a few more times you know so that's what life is about so you can understand why people just want to have kids but in man's world that we've created there's so much more to do that we life isn't not just about kids and if people want to live this new modern life that man has to offer you have to sacrifice giving everything to your kid because you can't be living all this going on holiday exploring and going out for dinner all the time and then you've got these kids here just wanting to have your attention it literally will fuck up their their life and so you can't have both and if you choose like one you'll have so much freedom that you probably think wow Why do I even need kids or want kids? Because there's so much to do that by the time I may want that or get that feeling for children, I'll be 80, which means I won't have that feeling because there's just so much to do. If you go down the path of just having a kid, then you grieve all the other things that your friends are doing. They're going on holiday. They've got this nice shit. So you grieve what you haven't got. And um, yeah, I just think there's so much more to life than just the normal kids, which is what it always used to be.
1: Yeah, no, I I agree too, and I find like especially as being human beings, we're always looking and comparing, you know, what other people are doing, and that's the downside of social media. Now it's like uh, most people only show the good, and they don't really show what's going on behind closed doors because let's face it, why why would they want to put that up there, right? Um, So people, I feel like live in this fantasy dream world that everything is perfect, and really, there's no such thing as perfection in our world like nothing is perfect, you know, we're all imperfect beings, um, here for a conscious experience on earth. And that's why I love how you brought up simply just like growing herbs and veggies and stuff, because that just brings you right back to the basics that people used to do and connecting to nature.
0: yeah that's what we had now land's just been taken over for building because there's loads of humans and so there's just loads of humans so many buildings and it's like the only place to get vegetables if you don't grow it in your garden which majority don't is the supermarket which could be like miles away and you've got to queue up spend money and it's dead like it's been there for days for example when i grew potatoes we had them for roast dinner the potatoes were so fresh because i just got them from the garden you literally could tell the difference compared to when they were taken from the cupboard which had been there for a week anyway and then probably been in the supermarket for a good few days or weeks out in the open of everyone breathing in their carbon dioxide and all that nonsense and the, the quality is just incredible and it's like having a it's like they always say don't if you eat meat then it's already dead so you'll get you want your body to thrive with life don't give it meat because that's dead animal whereas if you have like olives and uh like fruits and nuts that's life because it literally just came from a tree which is why so many people they get they get like colon cancer and shit because of the shit they're eating it shouldn't be in our body like when i think for example how regularly I shit in a day which is two three times and I think of the average working person who literally is in a rush in the morning okay so you might get a lunchtime poo but you can't say right it's now lunchtime I need to go the body's like well I'm not ready to go yet so then he just sits in his colon for the rest of the day and then he's constipated by four o'clock because he was supposed to go at you know seven in the morning so all that food is just sitting in his colon rotting it for days and days and days and that's why people get like you know colon cancer because of of you're putting shit like literally shit rotting corpse inside your body which is rotting your own corpse mm. and it's just crazy because i i just see this lifestyle of people like coming in for lunchtime poo it's like your body's not ready if you ate two hours before yesterday your body's not going to be ready now because it was the day before you know it's gonna be ready two hours later like if a chicken takes six hours to make in the oven and you normally put it in at 12 it's gonna be ready at six you put it in at 2 but well, it's going to be ready at 8 not 6 you know what i
1: mean i actually had read that uh like most you know most human beings today like because of what you said have about you know 10 pounds of like feces in yes. their colon and in their body like all the time that's it's like yes uh, it's just like it's crazy <laughs> i just find it so crazy and and yeah you know working in that fast paced world i remember doing um Like I did aesthetics for years and it was like, you couldn't use the washroom. Like you weren't even like allowed to eat half the time. It it was like, it was this crazy. And, you know, and, you know, I'd have clients come in and they'd be like, oh, you must love like your job so much. It's so peaceful because, you know, they felt so much at peace when you're working with them, but behind closed doors, it was so chaotic, so stressful. And like you, if you didn't have time to eat, they'd be like, well, fuck, I don't care don't eat them, you know, and it's like, it's just crazy how uh, people have lost so much connection with each other that way, and it just baffles me.
0: <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's really great, but they never let me shit when I want to go. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah, so if you, if you look at a dog, right, they always have two poos, so my dog's called Millie, we call her Millie, Millie two poos, or Millie three poos, it's Millie three poos because it's never more than three, so she does her first shit, right? and then a few minutes later she does another one why is that well imagine her rectum is like i don't know 10 centimeters right and she's eaten 20 centimeters of food over the past day well that's going to be half in her colon half in the rectum so you need to shit out the rectum bit and then the colon bit comes through when a human being eats we eat till we're full up we eat constantly throughout the day we're always eating and so it's not just in our rectum it's in our colon literally up into probably you know the small intestine so that's why we're getting like diseases in our colon. And obviously our gut is the <clears throat> most electrical part of the body, you know, yeah. intuition, gut feeling. So you, we don't have our energies like we should because all of the energy is going into breaking down all this crap we're putting yeah. into our body. And um, I, I literally find if I don't have two poos in the morning, I, I have pain because it's not supposed to be in you. Like imagine a cow. It's constantly shitting. It's constantly eating, right? It literally will just just push it out when it's ready a human being i will get the magazine get my phone i'll do it at lunchtime and it's just like sitting in there it's told you it needed to go and it's not and so now it's just rotting right and it's crazy like people literally have pounds worth of rotting food from days and days ago in their body just sat there and i look at it like this imagine you put a um a piece of meat on a banana and came back a week later that meat would have rotted that banana Or even just a piece of wood or just a piece of paper. It would just rot it. And I'm thinking, Jesus, that's my colon, right? And that's scary.
1: It is. And it's such, like, it's so funny, like, talking about, you know, like, bowel movements. Because it's such, like, a taboo like, subject. People are like, oh, what? No, I don't poop. Like, (laughs) it's like everyone does. And it's like, uh, you know, a lot of the time, too, people are, like, they're so dehydrated And they think they're starving but really like their body's just so deprived of good water and uh people just keep eating and eating and also like it comes down to like the emotional part too because a lot of people who do feel like they need to like eat that much throughout the day or sometimes like filling a void inside of them which which can be hard right like that disconnect and like you said with the gut and your gut microbiome and everything and you know when your gut's all like messed up like that it affects your mood it affects everything in your body and there's such a connection between your gut and brain you know that's where all your happy hormones and everything is and if if that's like completely out of whack like you're going to feel you know angry and depressed and you know anxiety everything
0: <clears throat> yeah and what's crazy is that um when people, I've actually noticed this, right? I could have, say, bread, pizza, just carbs, and I shit a lot. I have a keto meal, which is basically Brazil nuts, macadamia nuts, walnuts, eggs, salmon, olives, dark chocolate. I still shit, but only half as much, which makes me realise the amount of foods, the amount of food that my body's actually absorbing, right, is half of the amount I'm eating. And bearing in mind, I will have that same meal every day at twelve and then have a main meal. So everything I put in, in my body, is my body's literally taking like 5%. I'm shitting out 95% of it, and I'm taking 5% of it, even when I'm putting in good food, olives, nuts, and seeds, which makes me realize we literally only need like f- handful of walnuts for the whole day to live and not die. And yet people are just eating eating and eating and eating shitting it out destroying their bodies so much money so much water flushing the toilet so much water on, on toilet paper and our body only needs literally a handful of nuts to live because when i get hungry in the morning because i fast i just drink water and that feeling goes away instantly what people will do is i'll go to the fridge and eat something it's like you don't need to eat you just need to drink water and that sickening feeling will um dilute the stomach acids and you won't feel that hunger feeling because that's that hunger feeling that feeling sick and um it's just crazy 95% of what we eat it's just we're shitting out or it's on our waist it's just our body's like I can't process these carbs like I'm not supposed to be having carbs I need fats so I'm not gonna even bother putting it through my body I'll just put it to the side and then so people get fat because it's not even going through the body it's just like plonked on one side because if it goes through your body his body's gonna absorb it and your body's in advance it's like no 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 no. this is not going anywhere near my body what am I supposed to do some grain that's a man-made thing in a factory when did man ever have grain like you know nuts and fruits and shit um so that's one main factor that makes me keep eating healthy because I envision that KFC or pizza hut that I've eaten sitting in my body until the night before and I know I know what it's like to see cells just rot under like a microscope and I know what it's like to see cells divide and thrive. And when you have that vision, you literally are so careful about what you put in your body, even like drive, even like um, walking around fumes and cars. I know that those fumes are literally sticking like the toxins of the heated fuel. It's like when you have a chip fryer, that's really sticky. That's um, burnt oil. Well, fuel is burnt oil and that's going to stick inside you. It's terrible.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah you know, like it goes down to that disconnect that, you know, us human beings have now because probably, you know, our fast paced world and everything and, you know, being disconnected from that spiritual side. And it's funny you say, like if just drink some water, like you would realize like how dehydrated you really are. And, you know, I do like the intermittent fasting as well. Um, But sometimes like, you know, it depends on how my body is feeling but you know I'm quite aware about what I put in my body did I always eat as healthy as I did no I mean like I went away to college and I did eat like fast food and I drank a lot and you know I felt like shit you know I was depressed literally because of the things I was putting in my mouth and you know the people that I had surrounded myself with and just you know, those like fake connections and going out and like, I didn't really gain anything from it. I mean, I had some fun, some experiences. I don't regret the time in my life, but I am so happy that, you know, I realized that I need to take care of my body. This is the only body I have. And, you know, I'm, I'm happy that I went through all those things to realize like how important my body and my soul and everything is.
0: It's like when people get a brand new car They're making sure it's clean all the time And they want to hoover it all the time And they are careful when they get in It doesn't sort of like rip the leather seat And then over time It just becomes like, oh, fuck it, I'll just wash it next week. And then it just becomes old, right? And it starts to break down. So every day, our body should be seen as a brand new car that you've just bought. You're going to have it forever. You need to look after it because there's only one car. And you can't be ragging it and speeding and, you know, doing handbrake turns because you're going to end up costing money on the tires or, you know, getting a new engine. So looking after your body like it's a car Is what people should be doing. Don't give your car diesel if it runs on petrol, right? Don't use the wrong oil if it needs this certain oil. Um, And people putting everything in our body, it's the wrong fuel for the wrong car. And you've only got one body, as you say. And it is scary because I used to do the same. I used to eat really bad. I've never drunk alcohol, but I used to just eat bad because I used to just have a high metabolism. I used to burn it off. And I was like, well, I'm not getting fat. And then you realize just because you're not getting fat, doesn't mean that there's not problems inside and then i realized wow i'm having so much sugar so much crisp so much salt fast food and then i stopped and then oh my god the difference of how i feel now compared to then i don't feel sick and the only time i feel sick is when i've eaten something that i shouldn't have like a big bag of doritos or mcdonald's or kfc because of all that salt that's in it and it's not even like it's not even unhealthy it's just salt period like that makes you feel so bad because of dehydration but it's not even about all the other processed shit they put in it just salt alone really dehydrates you like after fucking mcdonald's chips you just feel awful and it's like why the fuck did i do that i could have grown a potato chopped it up and put it in the oven with some nice paprika on it and it tastes so nice yeah
1: and i think like a lot of people you know they just feel like they uh I don't don't have time to cook or like they don't want to try different things and I mean like a lot of people do lead like a really busy life but you know I believe like my mom always cooked like homemade foods and you know she was very like health conscious um you know and I grew up watching that and so funny you know when you're younger like I won't be like my parents but I mean sometimes it's not a good thing not every parent is best but (laughs) but um You know I love cooking and it's like one of my passions and it makes me just so happy to know like what I'm putting in my food what I'm doing and not to mention it's just so creative just like growing your own food like there's nothing more satisfying than watching something grow or like even having a plant and seeing it grow and taking care of it it's just I just find it so exciting
0: Hmm, right. Uh, what question? Ask, ask me a question like related to uh, this type of stuff. Any question that comes to your head?
1: Well, why do you feel people have such a disconnect with, um, you know, their body and not knowing like, what they should be putting into their body and how to actually feel good?
0: so most people are sheep they're followers they're employees they go to work they're part of the system it's the establishment so you know when trump says that the establishment is taken over what it means is that everyone works for the rich makes them richer so university is part of the establishment because you go from school to uni to the industry blah blah blah. Um, so majority of people now follow and When you're following, you're basically following everyone else and they're all following the establishment. The establishment, all about TV, power and money and products and business. And that's everywhere you look. So unless you know someone like you and me, for example, and sit down and has a chat with them and it's like, look, this is what the alternative life is that you can't see. They're just going to be like, fuck off. Who the hell are you? You're weird. Everyone's doing this. What? So you're the weirdo. And so they just follow that pattern again. And it's like, something's wrong. I feel shit. Why does no one love me? What are these problems? Why am I stressed? And they don't understand. Because everywhere they look, it's that pattern. Everyone's doing it. So it's like, I don't understand. Everyone's doing it. But something feels wrong. It's like, what is wrong? And they can't put a pin on it. Because you need like an alternative to, to, to compare. And if they've not got that, because everyone in the office is just sitting there, corporate robots on their computer following what the boss says, then no one's going to know any different. And that's why people struggle to, 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 to do whatever the question was because, um, they don't have that comparison to, to have like, to realize the difference. I don't know what the question was, but I know it's probably answered it.
1: No, no, you did. And you know, I always feel like with me that like the when I was in the school system when I was younger, I always feel like the programming just like failed on me. <laughs> it's like I've always been so different viewing things very different like asking questions I was never really like in the the popular group like I was never in that crowd right I always kind of had like my own crowd and I used to look at it in a bad way like why don't I fit in why don't I fit in but it's like you know I'd rather stand out and get out of that matrix that everyone is in like just going with their blinders on and you know they're forgetting to just have a, a look see like what's actually out there and oh maybe I can do something different with my life like I don't have to follow the the masses in the crowd and like it's okay to think differently like there's nothing wrong with it
0: yeah so when I was delivering business cards today I was looking for specific houses and there was a massive plot to the next door of it that would have once been a house but it wasn't there anymore and it was a vegetable patch So someone at some point has sold to, I don't know, a developer and it's become a vegetable patch. Now, there's not many where we live because the land where we live is very expensive and no one's going to buy land for fucking vegetables. Yeah, they're going to build on it. Right. Anyway, the point is that there's not many public vegetable places to grow vegetables. Right. So really the only places in your garden. And I had this idea years ago to get hold of land and allow people to plant their own shit there it doesn't cost anything like they can use my land that i bought you can plant your own ship you can trade with somebody on that land so if he's growing coal jets and he and he's got some cucumber just trade like you can you can steal it if you want i mean it's grown from nature anyway but you know trade and and you just all got land to to do your bit on rather than having to pay a fee per month that's all about community obviously when i'm really rich i can just do that but um it really comes down to just community and being a part of something and it's just so much money like the farmer like miles and miles and miles away is doing the same thing on an industrial level so he's growing a million carrots right so and we, we don't in the local village need a million carrots we might need like two a week so if you just go there and take two for the time you've come back next week you would have like grown another two and just this idea of having this community patch thing is it's interesting but what made me think jesus this is crazy it's because i just saw it right there and i just didn't know it was there and there's just houses either side and it just made me realize everything is just house and property and money and there's this little vegetable patch where obviously someone's probably charged all the people like a membership fee but just just a beautiful having just growing even like daffodils and tulips and bulbs like people spend a pound on daffodils right then if you've got daffodils in america just pound for like a bunch of daffodils that die after a week and i went to the same shop bought 100 bulbs yeah for five quid so now i'm gonna have 100 lots of daffodils because mum will go to tesco's at the shop and spend a pound on one bunch and then they next year they divide so next year i've yeah. got 200 daffodils i'm like you should that's oh, fucking crazy spend all this money in stupid daffodils and strawberries that got a day in two days time <laughs>
1: I love the whole community thing, though, and that—that that is the plus about, you know, us being connected online with everything, is that you can find like-minded people, and it's like I always find like-minded people that are on the other side of the world, I don't know why, but <laughs> I do, and I'm like, I really, like, all I want to do is just, like, hug that person, it's just, like, it's so nice to find someone who's on, like, your vibration, and I do believe, like, we should all be living, like, in a community like we used to be. And, you know, one person will do one job, like, you know, break, bake the bread or tend to the garden and do things like that or take care of the chickens and collect the eggs. And it's just like, I just love like going back to the basics in life and just connecting with like the old way of being like, I don't, I think like more people should embrace that instead of, you know,
0: Wanting that new smart whatever in their home and talking to Alexa. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say something, but I forgot. Um... <laughs> hmm. So I think that people, if they want change, shave off their hair, male and female, right? Because when you shave off your hair, it does something very powerful to your body that you had no idea existed. Because all of a sudden you look like a... you. There's no sex unless you see some boobs, right? So you uh, you don't really have a defined sex, right? And so because of that, people will look at you like, is that a boy or is that a girl? So you can handle negative energy. You get to handle judgment. You get people to say they admire you because you've had the balls or the vagina to shave off your hair. Yeah, <clears throat> so they admire you. So you're getting confidence, you're getting compliments, you're getting used to handling negative people. Energy in your hair's actually gone completely. You get to start again. You've always imagined like life is about having a certain haircut. And then you realize actually there's so many more haircuts. Cause when you go from the shade, you go from like the kind of the fluffy hedgehog bit. Then you have like the Katie Perry type of hair, which you can then slick back like Rihanna. And then you've got like the shoulder hair and the bob, and you're like, oh my god six different haircuts and my whole life i've just had the same if you're female long hair if you're male short back and sides and it just shows you when you just shave off your hair that there's so much more to life plus you learn how long it takes the hair to grow and you sort of grow with it because you are changing as a person as you watch your hair grow you're thinking oh i can't wait for it to be this length so i can do this and you literally you become a different person because your identity is often your physical Appearance because that's how people judge you And everyone's spirit is completely different But yet we all look the same Like Kylie Jenner Makeup literally everyone does the same makeup Everyone looks exactly the same If you're on Instagram every fucking person looks the same And you see him with that makeup I'm like oh my god who Fucking hell That is you Jesus And everyone looks so different without makeup Like literally everyone looks so different Without but everyone looks the same With makeup So shave off your hair not you, I, but, yeah, but every listener.
1: No, but I actually, like, I, well, because I used to work in a salon, so I remember, like, when that trend was kind of, in, you shaved, like, the side, side of your hair, I did that, and then uh, I decided, let's just cut it all off, and, like, I chopped my hair super short, and everyone was like, oh my god, like, that won't look good right. on you, why are you doing that? I did it anyway, and then everyone who said, like, I look like shit, they were like, oh, wow, like, it actually looks really nice, I can't believe you did that, and I'm like, well, like it's literally just going to grow back. It took like four or four years to grow, you know, back to like how long it was, but and it, it, it and you're right. It, like it kind of like changes the way you feel because especially with girls, it's like, um, it's like a security blanket kind of in a way. And especially with like the makeup and everything, you know, like a lot of people feel like they can't actually leave the house until they look done up. And, uh, You know, it's kind of sad to be that way, that you feel like you have to look a certain way to present yourself in public, or you're just not going to fit in.
0: Yeah, my twin flame, she shaved her hair the same length as mine, so she basically balded her hair so she shaved it all off loved it and then it just started to grow back and then when she met me wide shaved hair and then she really wanted to do it and then all of a sudden i facetimed her and she was bald like how many like she's very strong-minded like me and obviously strong-minded people only often shave their hair but the point is this that she shaved her hair And you just get used to your parents saying, why did you do that? Everyone's saying, why did you do that? You become fuck, give a fuckless, right? Because when you've had so much shit come your way, you just, you just get used to it. Like people staring at you, you get used to it. People saying stuff, you get used to it. Like people hide from confrontation, negativity. The only way to really face it in life, because that's what life is about, even if it's job interviews or a boyfriend doesn't want you, it's just to face, put yourself out there and be exposed to negative energy. For example, I went on a TV show called Naked Attraction. It's a naked day dating show on TV. So the whole world would see my, you know what, because it was the most insecure thing I had when I was younger. So I did the exact opposite to, you know, this is my insecurity when I was 18. Now, now give a shit. Like now everyone sees. So now, doesn't make any doesn't mean anything to me anymore because the whole world's seen it so same for like shaving your hair everyone's seen that kind of the some will call the lowest point like a britney moment but really it's the rebirth of something like britney spears Katy perry lady not lady gaga um fucking jesse J or whatever it's all that same sign they become this famous celebrity this persona of this character fish on your head lady gaga whatever and they're like Do you know what i've made it i'm gonna be me and they shave off their head and now there's no act involved, um, Katy Perry, purple hair. They just hurt themselves. And you, do, if you look at Katy Perry and Lady Gaga, they're different characters. They're not always on form, on show like they used to be. They're just themselves, because it all comes down to trying to stand out, making yourself be different, make a point that you're different. So I'm going to have gothic clothes on. I'm going to shave my hair, have piercings, wear these big shoes to make a point that I'm different. And then you leave school, you get out of that pattern. And it's like, actually... I think I've done it. I can be myself now. And then there's no one there saying, weirdo. So there's no need to go back to that fish on your head. Or With me, I had multicolored hair since I was 21. It's all about making a point. Why can't a guy have long hair? Why can't I have rainbow color hairs? Fuck you. And then I never saw them again. And then they weren't there anymore. I was like, why the fuck have I still got this? Like, I look like a local fucking trans boy. And I shaved it all off, literally. So <laughs> I thought in the mirror. And people Yuck. started to say to me, sorry, babe, can you. Oh, oh sorry. What? Who fucking called him babe? And I was like, oh my god, this has got to go.
1: I went through like that uh kind of like gothic punk stage shoe when I was in high school because it was this like, you know, I was so like always the weirdo. <laughs> and like so I don't know if like I embraced it or it was some sort of um like protection I did so people wouldn't be like coming up to me and saying that, but it's so funny how you go through all those stages in life and actually like not everyone goes through like expressing themselves with clothes and you know makeup and dyeing their hair and like piercings but just like shedding all those layers and just like saying like fuck it like this is who I am and if you don't like it like I don't care you know it doesn't matter to me and I think more people should just embrace that instead of uh following this culture like you said, like, you know, you go on Instagram and like all the girls look the same. It's like, everyone wants to look like you said, like Kylie Jenner. And like, that's okay. If you want to get like Botox and fillers and stuff like that, if that makes you happy, that's wonderful. But we're in like this age where being original is like not cool anymore. Like for that younger generation and I'm um, like, I scratched my head and I'm like, what's like, I don't get it. Like, why don't you want to be different? Why do you want to look like everyone else? And You know, these girls who they are like 11 and 12 years old and they look like they're 18.
0: Yes, (laughs) scary. It is? And they're going to clubs. They're going to clubs on their sister's ID because their sister's 18 and you've got some 18-year-old man potentially getting off or fucking a 14-year-old. Fucking Mm. scary. Like, it's it's, it's scary. Literally, end up in prison if you... uh, It's fucking scary. Yeah,
1: it is. It is. And it's, you know, it's scary and it's... It's it's gross too, right? It's just like, uh, you know, at that age, I was still playing with like Barbies. <laughs> like I, I, you know, and you know, I don't care. Like, like I loved stuff like that. I had such a big imagination, and you know, like some of the other girls are like, oh, I kissed this boy, or like they were already talking about sex and stuff, and I was like, what? Like, like, like I'm not even thinking that way.
0: Yeah, my and dad was particularly now- my.
1: no no go ahead
0: I was going to say my dad was tickling my back when I was 19 it was most of my friends are down the pub getting smashed because I'd never I never transitioned properly from like 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 because I was so close to my parents so every night was back tickle night and before you know it it was 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19 and I was still getting my back tickled because in my mindset it was all to do the energy dynamics which hadn't changed even though I'm governmentally 19 or you know whatever so they're all going clubbing, getting drunk, and I'm just on a Friday night, just, you know, with family having a takeaway and back tickle, because I'd never realised. Um, So, yeah, the fact that all these youngsters are literally trying to be 18, it's like, uh, Jesus Christ, I was probably in a cot when I was 13, you know, the time it took for me to mature, and that these people trying to go clubbing at 13, it's like, you're missing out on your childhood, and um, I don't think that it's safe when people talk about school when they're older and they're adults because if you're talking about memories at school it's like you haven't had a life since school the difference between us talking about school is you have like a semicircle and a circle right meaning school days are when you become hopefully become complete and find who you are and then after that phase whether it's after school college uni you become complete so eight so 12 to 25 is what we would call the completion stage, right? Or if you finish unit 30, it's 30, right? And afterwards, you should be complete. So when we talk about school, we're not grieving school. We're not always thinking about school. It's just when we're speaking about enlightenment and like awakening, it always goes down to the point where you were evolving, which was school days, yeah. and after school days should be when you've learnt who you are. In our mindset, we could be 80 and we still know what it was like when we weren't complete whether that was 25, 18, 13, or 35, if you went to uni until you're 35, it's just that process of finding who you are, which often is only when you leave school, because that's when you have the time to do what you want to do, rather than just follow where everyone else goes, like they go to a club, and you're like, oh for fuck's sake, I'll go then, so that's when it's okay to talk about school, any other time, it's dangerous, because you're not living in the present.
1: Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with that. And sometimes like I'll get together with like old older friends that, you know, like I did go to that I spent a lot of time in school with and you know, like I have changed a lot. I have evolved a lot. I worked I have worked on myself a lot and you know, I'm very proud of that and like I can't even say how proud I am of it. But you know, if, like for me, if I ever kind of go back to like uh, my that older group they will still be like talking about you know stuff that had happened back then and you know like I don't even really remember a lot of it or like who fought with who or like do you remember when you did this and it's like it's like I cannot (laughs) believe people are still stuck on that it's like how many years ago it's like that it's so many more beautiful things out there to be you know experiencing and talking about and yeah it's just like I'm like
0: okay (laughs) i never i I never had any friends at school and so i've not seen anybody since school right so i wouldn't know what types of things people speak about but i would imagine if all the friendship groups are the same and nothing's changed then their, their dynamics will always be those same things right and so i can imagine just what people would speak about and i don't even remember people's names and teachers names like let alone conversations that happen because they're always talking about it like it's the same moment so it's like it's always in their front of their mindset, And it's like, that to me, literally is 50 years ago school. Like, I do not think about it at all. It's like 50 years ago. It's almost like it never even happened. Like, I remember just wanting to get out of there.
1: Mm-hmm. But it's
0: like it didn't even exist. There's just, I'm so present that it's like somebody who's died. You, they're no longer there. Like, you remember when they were there? But they're not there. That's what school's like. It's so... I remember if I put my mindset into how I felt when it was like, yeah, it was awful, hated everything. But it's just so far away. Because there's so much stuff happening at present and in the future that there's millions of thoughts now and in the future that all those millions of thoughts are literally millions of thoughts away. Whereas people, if they don't do new stuff and they're not present, well, they're going to be speaking about the past, which means all their millions of thoughts are just every day, same shit, different day. And it is it's fascinating to understand it, as well as uh it's, it's fascinating to understand it like how somebody could be stuck in that pattern even though you understand sadly why but it's funny could you see people like they um they meet up like old veterans on films like 80 years old right and then they, they go to like the golf the golf bar and they start speaking about their buddies in the war 60 years ago and i'm like that is sweet but there's like there's there's other stuff to speak about like i know you're friends because of the war which means you have war memories but there's mm-hmm. so much more else like did you not watch the the tv or see the, the oak tree that fell down and i know landed on a crocodile and you know like there's so much more and yet they're just talking like they're sad you know yeah rest in peace he was a great guy it's like this is supposed to be a positive nice day out now we're they're getting depressed. They're getting sad over somebody who died like ninety years ago. Like I know many people have died since then, but this ninety-year-old person died years ago. It's like I get it, but again, I suppose what fun as age is, is that they just stop thinking of past shit and just create new memories to create new memories that you won't need to focus on old memories. And I used to do the same thing, relive stuff in my head to the yeah. point where I didn't do anything because it was in my head, and then I realized i'm gonna die in my bedroom dreaming of all this shit so i had i just had to get out of that pattern
1: yeah it's interesting how uh like human beings are kind of almost wired to be that way and you know and it's just like you said with history too and the wars and stuff and it's like every year we are told to celebrate the the people who have fallen and fought for us and it's like you're reliving the past again and you know It's just like, I find um, people have a hard time being present because if they are present, they realize that they have to hold themselves accountable in life. And uh, people would rather, you know, think like very, very far in the future, like, oh, I can't wait to have, like, I can't wait to have kids or, or what did Jenny say to me in ninth grade? And like, I still hate her, you know, (laughs)
0: It's like, when people visit gravestones, right? You know, mm-hmm. 10, 15 years onwards, like of a parent or whatever. It doesn't make sense, because I know that the parent is the spirit behind the body, yeah? Which you recognise as your parent or whatever. Mm-hmm. But they're not in the ground. That is just a very expensive piece of granite or slab, yeah? Um, and there's just bones in the ground. But it's like, going back there, it's like you're truly never accepting the fact that they're not here. Because... When you accept the fact that life moves on, things come and they go and they die, you don't hold on to every ex-boyfriend that you never married, yeah? It was just part of the process of finding the one, you could say, right? So yeah. holding on to, say, or not holding on, going to visit gravestones and talking as if, like, wish you were here. It's like you truly haven't accepted the fact that in life everything dies. And the, the older you get, the more you start speaking to, say, that gravestone that you realise it's like time is almost up for me almost like you want to be back with that energy because it was such a good energy for you that you hold on to like that positive parent thing or a child thing that you it's like there's only that in life and there's nothing else in life that's any good so as you get older you sort of just you're going where all the energies were of like old friends and family and siblings that you've like wasted your actual life on this planet you know what i mean like, they're just sort of thinking, one day I will see you again. He's like, fucking I've got for 40 years left on the planet. Like, live your life. You know what I mean? Going back to that same thing. And if you want to speak to that parent or that friend or whatever, they're in your head. Just imagine what they would say. They're right here. They're not in that ground. Yeah? They're yeah. in your head. That's great. It's hard to understand, but it, yeah.
1: No, that's a great, like, way to put it, because I always have thought that, I mean, if people need to do that to, you know, feel closure and stuff, that's, that's great. But I've always like thought it was super strange too, um, because I don't know, maybe because like, I feel, you know, like say my, my grandmothers are, they're not, they're no longer here on earth anymore, but if I want to talk to them, like I will just, I'll just talk to them. Right. And it's like, I don't need to, uh, visit a plot of land to connect with them, but I don't know. Like it's. People feel like they need to have like some spot, and I've always have thought like graveyards and like tombstones and stuff was just so weird, you know, to me. Like, I don't know. Like, I've always thought of it the way like you just described it. So it's funny how you just brought that up.
0: It's like um, <clears throat> imagine when you last saw your nan, right? And you'd have a conversation. You know what she'd sound like, how she would speak, what what her what she would say. Mm-hmm. Well, it doesn't matter whether she died fifty, a hundred years ago. She, unless she didn't, unless she, if she was, if she knew who she was, right, and then have work to do because her personality would change once she works on herself, right? If she's the same person since she was, say, 30 and she was 90, you can imagine what she would say. So, for example, you imagine what your dad would say in this situation because he's not here to help and you'd hear him say it. Right. Well, 90 years ago, 90 years on, if he's not here anymore, he'd still say the same thing. How would he fix this car? He'd say, open the bonnet up. He'd say, look, get a torch. It's the same thing. So when people want to communicate with somebody who's no longer here, just imagine in your head asking that question or speaking to them, they will respond. You actually hear the same voices them right you'll hear the same voice you'll hear exactly what they would say based on what you think they would say but not only that their energy their consciousness their thoughts their vibrations in the universe as it was when they were here that even though the body's dead you can literally tune in to their frequencies and all the knowledge and vocabulary and wisdom and sound vibrations on that frequency that you can ask a question that you don't know what they would say but you can hear what you think they would say even though there's no proof that they would actually say it because it's all to do with tuning into like their 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 um bible of wisdom yeah even though they're not here to confirm you can kind of think what would they say like what would jesus say well if this person was trying to rob me jesus would say i forgive you maybe he doesn't have enough money and and maybe he'd offer them some money um and um you can do that with anyone like speak to anyone in even like Muhammad Ali or like anyone like Queen Elizabeth, like Ronald Reagan, anybody, because it's the same thing.
1: Yeah. It's so neat when you think about that, because like our life, like with our world and everything is like vibration and energy consciousness. And, you know, I think we really forget like who we truly are. You know, we are living in whatever people want to call it, like a shell for now. And, Like, everyone does pass away, everyone dies, you know, everything does in life. And uh, that's just, like, another step in our life, really. And it's not even a bad thing.
0: Do you find it funny when you, like, think of um, how an acorn, right? An acorn just gets planted in the ground and then a tree grows. In my mindset, I literally see ovary and sperm doing the same thing and it grows. Obviously, this is life, but it's fascinating to suddenly become aware of something like this acorns dividing, the sperm and the egg is coming together and it's dividing, creating life. And then you sort of think about us, our parents, our parents, parents, our parents, parents. Then you look at trees and animals and fish and you're like, wow, everything just keeps creating more and dying. (laughs) And it's like when you truly accept that, that is it. That, That is all there is to life. And then anything else is just what you make of it. It can be scary, but it does get your shit together. Like when you've so many people are trying to live longer, right? They're trying to get yeah. all these vitamins, be healthy, getting enough sleep, which is fine. You need to do that. But what's more powerful is accepting the fact that in, say, 20,942 days, you're going to be dead because you're probably going to be 100 and you won't even make 100. So you think, fuck, 20,000 days, I'll be dead. Shit. That doesn't seem like a lot. So I better get get my shit together, right? So rather than thinking, oh, I'll be, I'll live till I'm 80. No, if I'm 28 now, 80s and 50 years. My parents are 50. That's basically that time now. So write down like the amount of days left and think, oh my God, 28,000 days left. And then you'd be like, fuck, fuck all this healthy shit and making sure everything's in order and dentists and cancer treatments and fucking meme tests and that shit. Just literally live your life. Go on holiday. Eat that good food. Ask that person on a date. Walk that dog. Buy that house. Because then you realize, fuck, it's running out as opposed to, I want to live forever. Because you're not going to live forever. You know what I mean? Yeah. What's definite is you're going to die. So fucking go and go to that. Go to Iceland. See the, the stars rather than, oh, I need to get all my vitamin D, vitamin zinc, vitamin fucking E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, and a P, you know?
1: <laughs> it's funny, you know, you know, like, a lot of older people, like, who are, you know, at the time in their life where they are going to pass, that's usually what they talk about. It's, like, how they regret not, yes. uh, you know, doing the stuff that they wanted to do or being more present or, you know, like, mothers always trying to organize and clean stuff and they're like, I wish I could... Had- <laughs> time with my kids and just playing with them and it's like because everyone not everyone but a lot of people like you said they're either in the past or they're very far in the future and they're not uh being present in the moment and keeping themselves accountable in life so it's just like it's so fascinating you know like I am a big dreamer like I think of things but now I try to like I catch myself with my thoughts more now and you know like I realize that like I'm I'm 30 I'm gonna be 31 in the spring and it's like wow like I don't feel like I'm that age like I but it's like time does it goes very fast like very fast
0: yeah um um what I've realized is through being an excessive thinker in my early days is how Imagine you're reading a book, right? So you're reading a chapter. So Harry Potter, Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone went to Dumbledore. Dumbledore went to Platform 5 and said, Harry Potter's seen my wand. If you read that page, that literally could be two, three minutes, right? If you go over, if you think and you dream, and you're going over the conversations in your head, that you have your neighbour, your friend or whatever, right? And you look at how much time has passed on a clock. You realise how much time passes when you are in your head and not out of your head. I remember being in the jacuzzi when I was having my awakening. Three hours in the jacuzzi just processing and analysing, trying to understand why I'm like this, why they're doing that, why is she doing this, just analysing everything. Otherwise, I have to accept the fact that I'm a freak weirdo, not normal, and I'm not like the rest. So it was almost like counteracting, okay, that's why they do that, and that means I'm not weird. Ah, oh, that's why they do that. It's like comp- always counteracting the differences of why I'm like this and you're like that. To find reasons to not accept the fact that you're a freak and so all that time was just in my head but three hours every day in the jacuzzi three hours before bed trying to sleep just hours and hours and hours in my head not going anywhere and then you realize we spend a third of our life sleeping okay and then the rest is just whatever so if a third of that is thinking and a third of it's sleeping we've only got a third to live and so many people live in their heads as i did trying to do stuff wishing they could do stuff changing stuff and then you realise a third of your life, another third of your life is gone. And, you know, these old people are like, I wish I'd forgiven my daughter one, 10 years ago. I wish I'd reached out to her and sort of forgave her, controlling mother, trying to do everything. And you shouldn't, have, you shouldn't have married him. And I told you you shouldn't have. You didn't listen to me, blah, blah, blah. You know, and she stops her seeing the grandchildren and all hatred and bitterness. And then for 80 years old, even the mother's like, mum, I wish I'd let you see the grandchildren 10 years ago. It's too late. It's like too late never let anything get to that stage where if you were to die you'd regret you didn't do it and that's what i do every day i tell myself if i died now would i regret anything would i wish i'd done anything if the answer is yes i say what would it have been you didn't say love you to your dad before he went to work so the next day i say love you so now my conscience is clean if he died on the way to work you know what i mean because you only regret the things you don't do and this feeling of this thing of um not wanting to be vulnerable or feeling something that they hold back and they don't say it and it just like it's like an ang- anxious nervous energy of just i want to tell her i like her but i can't say Guess she doesn't like me it's like a fucking spot just waiting to blow up and it's just there i love you i love you too oh fucking the spot goes down no spot cream no money in all the spot cream and fucking 10 million face washes that never work you know
1: <laughs> yeah i always um especially now, like, I I will really tell people how I feel. Like, I always, like, tell the people I care about I love them, and, you know, like, I don't really hold back anymore, like, before I used to. I I found, like, in my 20s a lot, like, I was, like, like you said, like, very much in my head, and, like, I always, like, like when I was a kid like I was kind of like in a dream world in a way and uh like because I am such like a deep thinker and also a deep feeler so I will like I can pick up on like what other people are thinking as well and it's uh it's pretty like fascinating I find so yeah that's yeah that's great
0: <laughs> so we spoke about how when we were younger we used to um like see ghosts and spirits and make lampposts flicker and light stuff so what I find from from me doing it is that people who are weak and follow they don't think because they're not thinking they are following so they're 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 outside their head rather than in their head people like us you never fit in we speak to our imaginary friend right so mm-hmm. when people speak to the voice in their head whether it's god whether it's their own imaginary friend their their grandmother whatever you're basically creating energy through brain brain activity neurons all firing up so you're creating so much energy so you become a massive receiver as well as a, um, admitter. So you can manifest easier and you can pick up on other people's thoughts and emotions, but this only happens when you spend time in your head. So yes. it, like people who are like this, it's just, and the thing anyone can spend time in their head, but it's what they're thinking about, thinking about depressive stuff, negative stuff and yes. stuff that doesn't make you feel good. You're going to not raise your energy, but thinking about things like, is there a god and powerful stuff and a high positive frequency what you're emitting a higher frequency from your brain waves rather than a negative frequency and that's the difference between um having these abilities to to tune into everything it's just it's brain activity
1: Mm -hmm. our thoughts are powerful and you know like we are our creators of our life and it's just like words have very strong meaning and the way that you speak about yourself and how you feel about yourself is very important. You know, if you're going to sit there and say like, Oh, I'm fat, I'm ugly. I'm this and that I'm, I'm dumb. I'm a victim. You know, you're just like lowering your vibration. But if you start to train your mind to, you know, think better about yourself and cancel out those thoughts, those negative thoughts that come in, you can really change your life.
0: Yes, right. Uh, Anything you want to promote before we end it?
1: Well, I'm just on Instagram still. You can give me a follow at I am Jocelyn underscore. Once again, it was so lovely to talk to you. I love it. (laughs) It (laughs) Okay,
0: I'm going to press stop right there. Howdy, thanks for listening to me episode. Uh, if you could remember to just rate and review the episode after you've listened, that'd be fantastic. And also subscribe so when I release a new one, you get a notification. And also, please tell your friends on socials about me podcast. Now, I'm going for a poo. I'll be back later. Have a great day and speak to you soon.